0: Hi, this is Father Tom Burke of the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, and welcome to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. This show spotlights the important work of Catholic education in our Catholic schools and parish faith formation programs. Catholic Education Plus is brought to you by the generous supporters of Catholic education, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh in southwestern Pennsylvania. This morning, we step inside Central Catholic High School, which is the first Catholic high school built by the Diocese of Pittsburgh, opening its doors back in 1927 in the Oakland section of Pittsburgh. Central Catholic, which is a college preparatory school for boys, is guided by the educational principles of St. John Baptist de La Salle, who was a French priest who founded the de La Salle Christian Brothers in the late 1600s. My guest this morning is Brother Tony Baginski. He is the principal of Central Catholic High School. Brother Tony, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Thank you, Father. And Central Catholic is near and dear to my heart because my dad is an alumnus, class of 58, and my Uncle Tim graduated from there. And when I was stationed at St. Paul Cathedral right across the street in Oakland, um, I visited Central Catholic on a regular basis. So it's great to be with you here this morning. The same. Thank Thank you. you. First, let's learn a little bit more about the history of the De La Salle Christian Brothers. Uh, St. John Baptist De La Salle, he was a pioneer in the field of education and is the patron saint of teachers, Tell
1: us about him and about uh, the Christian brothers who they are a oh, wonderful well, our founder grew up in the time of the industrial revolution hmm. you know in France, and so what he saw was so many people being displaced coming from the farm farming towns into the bigger cities and there was just a need for um, the parents of of students who were poor for education. He saw that as an opportunity to provide both what we would call the human and Christian education for the young. He did not originally start out on this path. Mm. He was he came from a wealthy background. He was a very devout uh, priest who was probably on the track to become a very good and well-educated um, person in, in religious life mm-hmm. in his diocese. Then he met a gentleman by the name of Adrian Niel who had looked at and founded schools for poor boys, and he modeled them along the lines of uh, schools for poor girls, and he accidentally ran into John Baptist de La Salle and got him interested in a partnership of educating these poor boys, and he started these schools in the late 1600s, and what he found was that while Adrian Yale was wonderful at starting schools, he was not very good at running them, (laughs) and so he got more and more involved in the formation of these men who were teachers, and many of them who were barely literate themselves. And he brought them into his house for meals and really started training them how to be teachers. And he would go to other religious orders and see what they were doing and how they ran schools. And what we call best practices today, he would bring in these best practices and teach them to the men that were the teachers, and they would come back and say, well, this worked or this did not work. And as he started this, he saw this as a ministry of education for these students. And the schools became so well-run and so popular that it expanded beyond just the poor students, and it expanded to the middle class and the upper middle class. And at the same time, as a ministry of education— almost all of his original teachers left because the original teachers were in it simply for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And they said, this is really much too much work for what we signed on for. And other men joined... Or not who saw this truly as a ministry, as an act, their real passion, their real Wasn't passion, just collecting a paycheck, Absolutely. But I'm here for the kids,
0: and exactly, and to be an educator. That's a really neat history lesson on uh, how the two encountered each other. They brought both of their talents together and uh, started the school system. And well, well run machine that, that's a really neat background. Now, uh, brother Tony, you are a Christian brother. Um, a religious brother, and I'm a diocesan priest, so can you tell our listeners what's the difference between a religious brother versus myself as a priest or a deacon? Because some people might not be familiar with what a religious order uh, brother does versus a diocesan priest like me.
1: And I grew up in Wisconsin, and Hmm. while my, my grandmother's brother was a priest and her two sisters were nuns, I had never met a brother until I was... 35 years old, wow. and so there's, there's, out of all the different religious types, so to speak, mm-hmm. the brothers, there are very few brothers, relatively speaking, and so while the priests have the sacramental duties, and to say Mass, celebrate Mass, as well as the other sacraments, the brothers have apostolic duties, and so we, we fulfill our apostolic mission, our charism, through education, and that is our focus. Other brothers are hospitalers or um, missionaries, etc. But our charism deals with focuses truly on education. So uh, religious brothers, uh, they take promises and vows,
0: but not you're not officially ordained. Like a deacon or a priest, you live in community. Yes, Uh, you live at at Central Catholic at the Brothers' residence. Mm -hmm. So you're on campus and you live together. You pray together. You uh, have mass all in an area. Um, But a religious brother, just like a religious sister, uh, are not ordained, but you're still co-workers in the vineyard with the priests and the deacons. That's correct. We we take the the standard
1: vows of poverty, chastity, obedience, but also we take a vow of association and stability. Mm And then you can move anywhere around the
0: country or the world, right, depending on where you're uh, stationed
1: at. Yeah, the, the brothers are international. We're mm-hmm. in either a little more than 80 countries or a couple fewer than 80 countries, wow. depending, on, depending on the year. There's approximately uh, 6,000 brothers That's around great. the world. And, yes, international, we are in elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and universities.
0: Now, Brother Tony, uh, the charism of the Christian Brothers is based on five core uh, principles. First, let's explain what charism
1: is and then what the five core principles are and how you live them out. Sure. And there's so many different definitions of charism. The one that I like is really a particular way of making the love of God present in the world. And Mm -hmm. so our charism is, it's not, it's education, but it's really the formation of of students and education is that entree into the lives of these students and for us at Central Catholic we feel that the years between the 14 when you're 14 to 18 years old this is a wonderful time of formation in the lives of our of our boys and from that every every order that runs schools has a particular way of running the school mm-hmm. and that comes to kind of our four five core principles and one of them is this inclusive community. And, and that, would, that if, we, if we were to say, what is the one thing about Central Catholic? And I'll say it, and then our students say it. I actually had a student freshman. He's, so he's been here for just less than a semester. Mm. For us, it's community, or what we call the brotherhood. And, mm. I, and I stopped him yesterday and just said, how are things going at Central? He says, I love it here. He says, what is one thing? What's the one thing that you like about it, of, of all the things that you like? He says, oh, the community. And it was about this idea that we come from over 50 different school districts all over the place, many differences, but we come together to form a community. And when we talk about inclusive community, if if the brothers have provided anything for Central or the other schools that we run, The idea of association, of living together, of praying together, of coming from different backgrounds, but being here for each other to fulfill the mission that we've been assigned, that we have made our vows to, that's community. And it's talking about not just, you know, the everyday, hi, how are you, but it's also about this genuine concern when you're having troubles, when you need help. That's what we want our students to understand. That's what community is. Is really all about. So, even though you're a
0: large school by numbers, you're one of the biggest uh, Catholic high schools in the diocese. Mm-hmm. You come from all different school districts, uh, different uh, economic backgrounds, city, suburb. I know uh, at St. Bede, we, we're a big feeder for yes. uh, Central. Uh, it, it becomes a family, and no matter what their backgrounds are, there are, it's nice to see, like you said, that freshman um,
1: feels part of, it's a community, it's a brotherhood. And that is the idea. Mm-hmm. That is the idea. And it, it, sometimes it takes longer to make that idea a reality. Sure. But we are always looking at, that's how we, that's that formative process where it's not simply about you. It's about us and it's about others.
0: The mission statement at Central is to inspire boys to become men of faith, men of scholarship, And men of service, I really like that. Men of faith, scholarship, and service. Tell our listeners
1: more about that mission statement, because that's powerful. Absolutely. And I say that I've been through two formative stages in my life. I Mm. I attended to the Coast Guard Academy, and that was a formative process. And then as a second career, I joined the brothers, Christian Brothers De La Salle, and my novitiate year was that formative process of faith formation. And I see at Central Catholic, we are, we are forming these boys that come in at 14 year, years old into these men of faith scholarship and service. And how do we do this? We do it through the modeling. You know, we, our teachers, our faculty aren't just te- They are modeling what is expected that we expect these boys to become. And it's, it, education is so important Learning is so important, but also being there for others, mm. to serve others. And the best thing that you can do as far as service is the one person, the person that's right next to you, not not the person that's 50 or 100 miles or across the ocean that you'll never meet, but it's a person that might need a little extra help that day or might need somebody to say, how are you doing, and really care about how they're doing, even though other days, they may not necessarily like each other, but that's that's an idea of genuine concern and that Christian charity. And we say the best way to feel good about yourself is to help somebody else.
0: Sure. And then just coming back from Christmas break and starting the new year now that we're in 2019 here towards the end of January, uh, you know, I'm sure the the men have been really been doing
1: a lot of service projects throughout the, the first semester now that you're in the new uh Well, absolutely. Year. And we have... You know, we, we collect toys and canned food for the little sisters of the poor. Great. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on
0: KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, the administrator of the Catholic community of the East End of Pittsburgh, which is the parishes of St. Bede and Point Breeze, St. Charles Lawonga in the East End, and St. James in Wilkinsburg. And this morning we're featuring Central Catholic uh, High School located in Oakland, literally right down the street from me in the East End. And with me is uh, the Central Catholic's principal, Brother Tony Baginski. And, uh, Brother Tony, we were talking about uh, the Christian Brothers and wonderful history in the first segment and uh, about what Central is all about: a men of faith, men of scholarship, and men of service. And you say uh, that you teach students not subjects. Explain what you mean by that and about the different kinds of diversity found at Central Catholic High School, we mentioned about how the different school districts, uh, different economic backgrounds. So you teach students,
1: not subjects. I really like that line. Tell us about that. Sure, and and that's, we we talk about education, but we really should be talking about formation. Mm. And four years is such an important time in these boys' life as they mature into young men. And so when we talk about teaching students, you know, we are modeling the the teacher, the brother, the priest, everybody at school is modeling the behavior that we expect. And that's not just during school, that should be after school. So when we have extracurriculars, when we have athletics, there should be a reason other than putting up W's and L's on the board that our coaches are coming to Central Catholic or our moderators are coming to help out with forensics or... Hometown high Q or the robotics team. There's a purpose. There's a purpose in athletics or extracurriculars beyond simply did we win, did we not win, et cetera. And so when we go into teaching subjects and we talk about the diversity and the brotherhood, we want, and our founder saw that bringing students from different economic backgrounds mm-hmm. was so important because, especially in France, there were barriers okay. of status. And if you could not communicate, there's actually ways of communicating to the, with the middle class and the upper middle class. If you did not have a way to communicate or you didn't know how to speak in those circles, there would be no way that you could enter that status. The same thing here. We bring students from 50 different school districts, coming across different racial, economic, and academic abilities. Mm. And we want to bring them together. Is it easy? No, because many of these students are coming out of their comfort zone, and they have to be able to relate and interact and work with people from across a broad spectrum. But I would say that is one of the strengths not only of Central Catholic, but the Lasallian charism. So you form these men. They, they, when they come in, they enter as a freshman. When they're graduating, they're totally different. They're more mature and their knowledge, and they're, they're
0: wiser, too.
1: That's what we hope. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's aspirational, <laughs> and sometimes at the end of the day, in my evening prayers, you just you offer it up and say, well, tomorrow I'm going to do better. And I hope, you know, through the grace of God. And one of the things that we start class with is let us remember that we are in the holy presence of God. And the idea that, yes, God helps us in this formative process, and we have to do our part, and we have to do it well. But at the end of the day, this formation is also in God's hands. Now, Essential Catholic provides students with more than 150 unique class
0: offerings. There's four academic levels and 82 electives, which is incredible. And I know that one of the areas you focused on is the STEM subjects: science, technology, engineering. In mathematics. That's a big thing now with the bells and whistles. Let's talk about your, your STEM program and the beautiful state-of-the-art state facility, which is on the corner, not too far from St. Paul Cathedral.
1: Absolutely, right there mm-hmm. on Neville Street. But Beautiful place. What, what I'll say is, it's a faculty. The faculty mm-hmm. are, if we can have the state-of-the-art facilities without the faculty, and without the curriculum, the facilities are not going to do much to move the needle. But what we've done, what the facilities have done, and it's not just in the STEM subjects, but all over, they have enticed, they have brought highly competent, very competent, very well-educated and mission-oriented teachers to come to Central mm-hmm. Catholic to teach our boys. And they're wonderful. And so, and so the Zupansic Family STEM Center, we have a Ph.D. who got his Ph.D. from Yale and was in drug discovery for six years and decided that both of his parents were teachers and said, you know, well, this is good. It's not fulfilling. And he's now teaching at Central Catholic. Two physics teachers, one from Notre Dame, one from Clemson, who have come to Central Catholic to teach our boys. So the the faculty is just outstanding. And it's not just on the STEM fields. Our newest member of our, of our faculty, uh, Dr. Mike Mackey, who is a Ph.D. in jazz, has just put on a wonderful Christmas concert. He is, he is now the choir director, but he's mission-oriented and has come and brought new life into the performing arts. So when we when we talk about these facilities, yes, we can do anything in the AP level and beyond. We have organic chemistry, and while we can do this at Central, we'll walk down to CMU and utilize their labs. The same thing for some of our engineering courses. We'll go to the University of Pittsburgh where we have partnerships. So some of the... Some of the more novel things that we do, we have five engineering electives, one semester each. We have five computer science electives, and it's not just in programming, but there's we have computer network architecture classes. We have a Cisco, um, Cisco certification for the CCNA1 exam. Mm. So the idea is to provide a, a broad array of educational opportunities for our students, not just in the Zupancic Family STEM Center, but in the main building and all across the curriculum. And with
0: Carnegie Mellon literally in your backyard and the University of Pittsburgh right down the street, uh, Oakland, the hustle and bustle of the the business and technology hub of Pittsburgh you're you're in a wonderful location to have the resources right there plus the impressive
1: faculty that you have absolutely yeah. absolutely there there is a reason there is a reason to be down in mm-hmm. in Oakland it's a great location absolutely now central catholic has graduated
0: many impressive young men who have gone on to successful careers uh, in business government military sports and other fields uh, how does your 15,000 alumni help the new graduates as they begin their new careers? That's an impressive alumni.
1: Absolutely. And first of all, Central would not be what it is today without the continual financial support mm-hmm. for our alumni. Many of them, when they went through Central, they, they mm-hmm. have stories of they would not their families would not have been able to afford for them to come to Central. The parishes paid the mm-hmm. tuition. They might have had to pay $25 their final year and they have been very generous in giving back financially to Central Catholic. But also, when we talk about this brotherhood, it doesn't stop when you graduate. It really has only begun. And I'll, I get up in front of the seniors as well as the juniors and say, just because you're coming to Central Catholic, is, I'm, you are not guaranteed anything. You're not guaranteed the job that you want, but we have alumni that want to support you and they will help open doors for you or get your resume in front of somebody who's going to give you an opportunity. Once you have that opportunity, you have to take it, and you have to put your best foot forward, and you have to be prepared to seize that opportunity. And there again is that
0: that goes back to the motto, the uh, the motto, men of faith, men of scholarship, men of service, and how the alumni can come back and say, hey, we walked these halls. We sat in those desks. Mm-hmm. We were part of the facilities, and you see the the boys uh, graduating, and they become part of the the alumni. That's
1: impressive. And one one quick story before mm -hmm. we end here is we had one of our students who really his parents could not afford to send him to Central Catholic, and he graduated two years ago, and when he was a senior, he came in with a check and said, you know, I— This is from my money that I earned over the summer, and I want to start a little endowment because I know that other people have helped pay for me to go to Central Catholic. So he gave back. Absolutely. Isn't that impressive? See? So it's like they
0: they learn. They learn, hey, that's my service to give back, and there might be uh, a young boy coming up that might not have the resources, but I want to go to Central And you provide that scholarship opportunity. That's a fantastic story, Brother Tony uh, Baginski, the principal at Central Catholic. Thanks very much for being with us this morning. My pleasure. Thank you. And we'll be back in a moment on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, we're featuring an evening with Father Jacques Philippe called "The Universal Call to Holiness." Uh, Father Jacques is an international author and an uh, authority in prayer, interior freedom, and peace of heart. And he's written many wonderful interior books. It's going to be held a month from uh, now, Monday, February 25th. That's next month at 7 p.m. up at St. John and Paul Church in Franklin Park, Marshall Township. There's no cost to attend. Uh, it's a great evening, just a call for universal holiness. We're now in the brand new year of 2019. A lot of people have made New Year's resolutions a few weeks ago. And just to kind of get into it, like an interior move, and Father Jacques Philippe will give you a wonderful evening just about interior authority on prayer, freedom, peace of heart, all the hustle and bustle of the holidays are past now, and it's time to do some soul-searching. So that's on Monday, February 25th, 7 p.m., St. John and Paul Church in Franklin Park. No cost to attend the Universal Call to Holiness. We'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus, and thanks again to our supporters, including Sam and Judy Spanos and the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. I'm Father Tom Burke. Join us again in two weeks at 6.30, right here on KDK Radio.